Welcome to the Tub Talk Sports Podcast. I am your host, Donovan Place. I'm joined here by my co-hosts, as always, Ben and Colin. Boys, in today's episode, we're going to preview the NFL Divisional Round and do a slight recap of the uh, Super Wild Card Weekend. Not a whole lot to talk about. Games were kind of kind of boring, I need to say at least, but um, let's get right into it. First game of the weekend, we got Bengals at the Titans. Now, before we talk about the specific matchup, let's talk about the teams and their most recent game. The Bengals, uh, they beat Collins Raiders. Colin, I'm sorry. Um, but there was a lot of controversy in that game. And it was really the only good game of the weekend, I would say. Um, you had the uh, phantom blown whistle that I don't know what your, your stance is on that, but we'll get into that. And then uh, something else happened in that game. What else? I'm trying there to were think. just multiple well, you had times the, the... where reviews had to occur when they really should not have occurred. Um, right. First off, real quick, I would argue that 49ers Cowboys was also up there, but you you were right. Overall, it was not a great weekend of football. I mean, most of the games were blowouts outside of, and even the Cowboys 49ers are heading for one until it turned closely in the fourth quarter. But you are correct when saying that this was by far the best game of the weekend. And it is a shame that the refs played as big of a role as they did. Major props for the Raiders because I think about a month-ish ago, no one really expected them to get to this point. I mean, actually, I believe it was a month ago today, December 20th, when they headed into Cleveland for that Monday afternoon game where they that was the start of their, their winning streak to, to end up making the playoffs. So major props to the Raiders. And, and I, I honestly thought the Bengals would win this game by two touchdowns at least. And the Raiders kind of just hung around. The, the blown whistle thing did not help them. After watching that play from all the angles, I don't necessarily think that that safety would have made a play because he just looked like he pulled off way before the whistle. Um, I don't know what your guys' thoughts were. If you saw that, like the all 22 angle from the back, it looked like when he saw Burrow going towards the sideline, he kind of just let off the gas a little bit. And with how late the whistle came, I don't necessarily think it would have changed the outcome of the play. I will say, though, they botched it and then to double down on it and say after the game, that the whistle was blown at the correct time when that's just a flat-out lie. I think that it helped the situation. That being said, um, I think when you look, bad at, look back at it, the Bengals deserved to win this game. There were just a couple times where the Raiders hurt themselves with penalties. I mean, more than a couple times where the Raiders hurt themselves with penalties. And that, that's what loses you playoff football games. Um, but, yeah, like I said, major props to the Raiders. They, they went farther than I think a lot of us expected them to, especially with how – all, everything they went to, I know that's old news at this point, and that's what's talked about during every Raiders football game. But um, they they exceeded expectations. They look like um, there there's some young talent there that will move forward if they can have another good offseason or two. And the Bengals, yeah, they're going to keep rolling into Tennessee, and we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about them as we get to that preview. Yeah, uh, I think the more slightly more talented team won that game. They were at home, and the Raiders shot themselves in the foot too many times. There's too many uh, timely penalties, and yeah, to speak on the refs, they just they had a lot of a lot of like weird calls on um, that, um, like that roughing the passer on the last drive when the, when the Raiders were driving. That was BS. Um, they missed so many holding calls on Max Crosby and Nagakwe. Uh, there was just a lot of, a lot of, uh, 
iffy calls there. And you're right. They were taking way too long on so many reviews, things that really didn't need to be reviewed. And uh, Jerome Boger's crew will not be officiating any more playoff games. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, but yeah, the Raiders, it's going to be a very interesting offseason. Got they fired, they just fired Mike Mayock. Um, and there's reports that it's going to be a long shot for Rich Bisaccia to return as head coach. So does that mean Harbaugh's on the way? I don't know, but it should be a very interesting and maybe painful offseason. Yeah, I was going to ask you on that. What's your, I think we briefly talked about it in the last episode, but what's your, especially after watching this playoff game, what's your opinion on the Raiders re-signing Rich Pisaccia? Should they do it? Should they not? Did that game kind of change anything? Well, I think the way that they ended the season, I mean, that gave him, tell me if I'm wagging or my connection's cutting out. Um, but I think the way that they ended the season, it gives Bisaccia um, a chance, which I don't think he had a month ago to get the head coaching job. But with the reports of Jim Harbaugh uh, saying that he would consider uh, leaving Michigan if the Raiders offered, I mean, that's that's uh, that's something you can't really pass on. Uh, Brian Flores is out there. Um, I don't expect him to become the head coach. They're saying maybe the Raiders will try and trade for a Mike Tomlin or so if the Steelers decide to move on. Also seems to be unlikely to me. Um, but, yeah, if if Jim Harbaugh's there, it's really tough to pass on. I know the players love Bisaccia and the way that he rallied the group and um, was the leader and voice in that locker room down the stretch. Uh, that was terrific. But if Harbaugh's there, I'm still going Harbaugh. If – and then if Harbaugh comes, maybe he'll bring in some of his own guys. So we could see a change in offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm a I, I like Rich. I like what he did. Um with with I mean, it's been said a thousand times already in the media, but what he did was truly impressive. But um I agree. I think Harbaugh is the better coach, but I, I still would like them to show a little faith in uh, Rich Pisaccia. I don't know if necessarily Harbaugh is going to solve everything. Um, if anything, I think there's a shot Harbaugh makes even more noise for the Raiders, which is definitely not what they want after this past season. But if I were the Raiders, I would stick with Rich well, I just – they've kind of been in this space for, like, ever since Gruden got here in his second season, we've been in this space where we're always competing to be one of the last teams in the wild card race. Um, and I think the Raiders – I mean, this season I would view as a success for them based on everything that happened. But going forward, I don't think it's a success unless you are winning a playoff game. And to take the next step, I'd probably go. Uh, I'd probably go to the guy that has had a, a, a lot of success in his career. Has made a Super Bowl. Um, has made the college football playoff in his time as Michigan. I mean, he has succeeded at every place that he's been. So, if that's there, I think I'm willing to take on. I, I think it's more of a a high a high ceiling, uh, low floor. I think it could work out really well. Or I think you're right, it could bring more noise and potentially um, some players wouldn't like the moving on from Sachia. We don't know. But I'm willing to take that risk, honestly, because I don't want 
I, I want the Raiders to be able to take that next step. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, but let's talk about Tennessee. Tennessee ended the season really good. They obviously didn't have a play uh playoff game last week. They're the number one seed. But they do get uh Derrick Henry back, which seems like it's gonna be the X factor in this whole uh, uh playoff game. Is that a hundred percent confirmed? I mean, it seems like it's it's on the way, but I know I know he's been practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anything's been confirmed yet. I mean, we're recording this on Thursday, so they still have a couple days. Regardless, but, uh, like like you said, he is the X factor. I don't think that's a debate, especially based on the season he was having up until whenever the injury was, October, early November. Um, and that offense was not horrible, but it was clearly not the same once he left. They started to get the running game figured out a little bit with Foreman near the end of the season because there was a stretch yeah. there in those middle games when they were trying the whole AP thing, the McNichols, where there was really just no running game whatsoever. They started to figure out a little bit more towards the end of the Foreman, and I know it was against lesser competition. I think it was Miami and Jacksonville, maybe not Houston. I believe Houston, actually, towards the end of the season. Yeah, but regardless, Houston. they're going in with a couple of wins, which is you want to start peaking in December, early January and they're playing at home, which we may not always think of Tennessee as the fiercest environment, but I was actually just looking just for fun at, at tickets because I'm in Mizzou and it's, Arrowhead is only two hours away, and I was just looking around the four games this weekend. Tennessee was actually, um, at least as of like Sunday, was the most expensive ticket. So it seems if the fans are there ready to show out, um, it's been a while. I, I mean, they had the one home playoff game last year, but it was during the COVID year. It was just a, a wild card round game, so – the stakes are higher this time in Tennessee, and it seems as if the fans are a shot. So that atmosphere could be big as well, and even though we don't necessarily think it's Nissan Stadium as the tough place to go and play. So that's just one thing I wanted to bring up because I found that that very interesting. I know you've got hand up. You want to say something? I know part of that may just be because Cincinnati is fairly close to Tennessee. Yes, no, that can play a big role too because Cincinnati has never won a road playoff, I believe. I don't, I, I feel that out there and that sounds weird in my head, but I, I swore I read that they've never won a road playoff game. But I, you, you are completely right. So it would not surprise me whatsoever if that's a big part of it, especially with if you look at the other matchups San Francisco, Green Bay aren't close to each other, Buffalo and Kansas City. And then you got what, LA and Tampa. So, um, that, that is a very good point that you bring up there. I'm going to fact check that Cincinnati Bengals stat before I go pulling it, throwing it around. But anything you guys have to add? We already talked about how great Joe Burrow has been on the stretch and how uh, his connection with Jamar Chase. Uh, I mean, you cannot leave that man uh, in one-on-one coverage on third downs. He's, he's going to kill you. He killed the Raiders time and time again. Uh, and the Titans – I think their defense uh, will be good enough. And with Derrick Henry back, I really hope it's the Derrick Henry that we saw earlier in the year. Um, And they should be able to – I mean, they should be able to have the ball a decent amount of game. They should be able to control the game at their own pace, which is why they've been able to beat so many good teams this year. And having that home field advantage is huge, especially when you have a young quarterback on the other side of the ball. Um, I know Donovan's maybe a little bit more of a Tannehill fan than me and Ben are. I think he's solid enough to win them this playoff game. I think they're going to win this game. Um, That's, yeah, I mean, everything's kind of come into the Titans. Everything's kind of gone right for them as of late. They got Julio back. He got his first touchdown. A.J. Brown looked great at the end of the season. Derrick Henry's finally back and healthy. Um, And they got the bye to rest everyone. Yeah. 
No, you're, you, you're bringing it up. I mean, this is a classic. Everyone's starting to get healthy at the right time. I think they got probably the matchup they wanted to. I don't believe that they – I don't think the Titans would have wanted to face New England again, especially with how the game went in the regular season. And I think that ended up working out in their favor. And I was right. I did double-check. Cincinnati is 0-8 in their previous road playoff games. So they've never won a road playoff mm-hmm. game in their team's history. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they broke some history last weekend, Drake in the 31-year drought. So maybe that will continue. I, I think the Titans win this one close. I think Tannehill has a surprisingly good game because Cincinnati, I believe, will score a decent amount of points and Tennessee will need to score to keep up. And that's where I believe Tannehill has, has a pretty decent game this weekend because Cincinnati's defense is better than expected, but it's not spectacular. It's not either the defenses that they would potentially face in Buffalo or Kansas City. So um, we'll, we'll see. I'm expecting, I, I think, I will mention it with all four games. I think there's a possibility that all four games this weekend are fantastic. So, and I think it'll I get agree. started on Saturday. I, I sure. think, well, well, before Colin goes, I, Ben kind of went over it. I want to get your guys' pick uh, for each of the games as well as who you're taking in the spread. So right now, Tennessee's minus three and a half. Ben, I know you said you're going to take Tennessee to win it. Are you going to take them to cover the three and a half? I am not. I'm taking Cincinnati plus three and a half. I'll take, I'll take Tennessee to cover the three and a half. Um, I'm seeing the over under at 47 and a half. Yeah, I'm taking over. I was I'm gonna, taking over as well. I will take over. Yeah, I was going to just go over, 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 whatever the number is. Could have been 60. I would take me over. But I'm going to take Bengals plus three and a half. And I'm also going to take Bengals in this game. Sorry, Hayden. Here's why. It's – this is really depending on Derrick Henry. And this is one of those things where I can see Derrick Henry having 200 rushing yards and three touchdowns and Tennessee wins this by a lot. Or I could see Derrick Henry having 18 rushes for like 57 yards or some shit like that. And he doesn't play a factor because he's still coming off. But it's a foot injury, correct? Yeah. Derrick Henry? Yes, it is a foot injury. Yes. Yes. So, so, I mean, that's it's going to play a big factor. And if I've, – I've seen the Bengals play recently, and this is recently – bias of course but they are red hot i think they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit more um than they did against against the raiders um i i think it's going to be close i think it's going to be down to the wire but i do like um cincinnati to win this i will say one last thing i do think cincinnati needs to take better advantage of their uh, red zone opportunities um this that game could have been a little bit more one-sided than it was if not for Cincinnati a couple different times. They went up, what, 7-0 or 10-0 early, and then they kind of just there – was, there were was some times where they got in the red zone and kicked field goals. So they Well, that was the other thing. That was the other thing. The Bengals had the ball in the red zone, I think, either, almost every drive that game. And if you ask me, I know they were playing at home, so that might be a bit of a factor, but I think the Raiders have a better defense than the Titans. Mm. I, it's it's tough. It's tough to judge the Raiders' defense because they are improved from last. I mean, from the past decade, actually. But that's not saying a whole lot. They were yeah. really bad in the red zone this year, which was kind of the killer. But other, I mean, they were still much improved. They had a really good pass rush. But I think Tennessee's defense. I mean, I think 
It's part of the reason why I'm picking them to win this game. I think they have some playmakers. They have a decent pass rush. They they definitely uh, have the playmakers and a pass rush. I just I think overall I just I look at their defense and it just doesn't have enough star power. Like I think in these big games you need a guy. I know they have uh, Simmons, Jeffrey Simmons, Kevin Byard. I think was the first Kevin Byard. Yeah, I mean those guys are both really good, and I guess yeah. I think Byard's kind of got that star power going for him, but I, I, my gut's telling me Cincinnati. I gotta go with my gut. Yeah, go with the gut, man. Don't, don't second guess it. All right, let's get into the second game: the San Francisco 49ers at the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay had the one seed; they didn't play a game. Um, so let's go right in the 49ers Cowboys game. In that game, um. It was a shit show. I I'm gonna For be honest. Three quarters. It was. I three. would say. I think the fourth yes. quarter turned around. But sorry, continue. It 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 was very weird. I watched a video on the game today because I I kind of missed part of it because I was actually bowling during that game. Um, shout out. Um, uh, getting third place in bowling. Um, but anyways. Um, a third out of ten is not bad. But anyway. Um, um, respect for you here (laughs) um obviously we have to talk about the final play and that interesting play call something i personally would not have called a draw 14 seconds left no timeouts um apparently it came from kellen moore which i found really interesting and then not only after the fact did Kellen Moore say he did it. It was approved by Mike McCarthy, and they even backed it up afterwards. Like, yeah, we should have done that play. But Cowboy fans being Cowboy fans, they're going to blame the ref. I want to know what your guys' opinion is on that. I don't blame the ref. I just – I just a football fan of me wanted one Hail Mary attempt. That's basically all it was. Yeah. Um, I, I see that. It's that's one of those things where you can run that time and time and again in practice. And I'm sure it worked in practice. You just can't duplicate it like in a game. And that's one where you probably only run if you have 18 seconds instead of 14, yeah. maybe 16, if you really want to push it. Uh, I, that's one of those things where I just, in that spot, I know they were playing. If you looked at that, they were playing heavy on the sidelines, but in, I, I don't know, just in that situation, I don't think you can, you can call that. I'd rather take a couple shots at the end zone or, I, I, it's so tough because I can't just say throw to the side on and get out of bounds. Cause they were, they were really just honing in on stopping that. But I will say this game could have been, they would have not even came down to this. If Jimmy just played competent football in the fourth quarter, Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. tried to throw that game away after the 49ers physically outplayed the Cowboys for almost three hours. Yeah. And that's the Niners key to success. It's uh it's pounding the rock and limiting turnovers. And they did that through three quarters, but Garoppolo had that costly turnover. I think after the Cowboys, uh, I think after the Cowboys got that field goal, uh, it was like 23-10. Garoppolo throws a picker on midfield, and that kind of just threw off the whole balance of the game. Uh, but yeah, the Niners had control pretty much the entire game. Uh, I mean, what what do you do here from the Dallas perspective now? Is Mike McCarthy? I he's kind of been the scapegoat. Do you guys think he's actually the issue here? Yes, I I think I, is, I have. Sorry, go ahead. 
I just, I think he is the issue, but knowing how the Jones family operates, he won't be sent out, but I think two seasons, I know one of them was with a DAC injury, but still two seasons and no playoff wins. I think, especially with the coordinators you have, I would not hate the idea of firing McCarthy and elevating one, but just like I said, there's no way they do that. Yeah. Cause it's easily one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. I have I hated Mike McCarthy as a coach, um, not as a person. Shout out to uh, Smashing Watermelons. I love that. But regardless, he he just he just always underperformed outside of the lone Super Bowl. He's just always been an underperforming head coach. And like you said, both the coordinators for Dallas seeming like they're going to be gone after the season. And I think Cowboys are going to see the big picture on why or how bad uh, Mike McCarthy truly is without having those star coordinators. Um, And I really do think if you're Jerry Jones, you have to consider promoting at least one of them. I would go with Kellen Moore just because he's been there so much longer. Um, Dallas is obviously, and I think till the sun burns out is going to be an offensive minded football team. So I like having the offensive guy being the head coach. Um, but I mean, it's, I, 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 it's, it's bad. I, I've, I, I've, I don't like Mike McCarthy. I've got it all figured out. You let McCarthy go. You, you elevate Kellen Moore. Dan Quinn leaves. You just bring back Mike Zimmer. He was in Dallas for forever. Bring uh, him back as the DC. There's, there you go. That's, that's my master plan. Obviously that's probably not how it'll go down. I want to say one last thing before we move on. Um, I think what was even worse than the interception by Jimmy was the fourth and inches play before the Dallas Hail Mary attempt drive where he did something you're taught since middle school as a quarterback when you have any play in motion to let the guy get set. And he Mm -hmm. snapped the ball before Trent Williams got set. If he waits, they get that first down easily. It was fourth and inches. If he waits, there's no doubt in my mind they pick it up. And then Dallas never even has that drive. But he jumped the gun. It was, it was a false start. They were forced to punt. So that was honestly well, I, worse than the interception because that's just like middle school stuff. Yeah. So I watched a video, and I, I didn't realize this until today, but there was also some clock controversy, especially on that San Francisco uh, drive towards the end where there was a couple instances where Dallas was actually given seconds off the clock. And – uh it's it's the YouTube video. I gotta find it. I, I'm sure we'll tweet it out. Um, but essentially, he calculated it, and Dallas was gifted nine extra seconds on that uh, 49 or that last 49ers drive, like that last four down series. And I found that really interesting. Which that was also kind of a poorly rough game, especially with the guy tackling Dak. But I don't necessarily think that's why they lost. I just think San Fran, neither team wanted to win this game. I just think San Fran was the better team today, that day. Yeah. We had we had San Fran pretty high. We had them higher in Dallas when we did our power rankings last yeah. week. We, th- we thought that uh, San Fran was the better team and was going to win that game. Uh, I got other couple of small takeaways. Uh, I mean, Dak, Dak did not have a great game. It, when that re- They couldn't get the running game going, and – uh, the Niners were getting some pass rush, and Dak kind of folded. I mean, that was 
And we we seen that a decent amount of times. I'm no Dak hater, and I'm not like, oh, Dak doesn't deserve his money. But when you're a top ten quarterback, I I expect you to uh, to be able to perform when everything isn't going perfect for you. Also, yeah. Debo Samuel, man, hell, what a what a talent he is! Believe. Every single week, I mean, he he can do it all. He's that touchdown he had in the fourth quarter, I believe it was, was electric. It's just I don't know if there's another player in the league like Debo Samuel um, who can run people over like he can and is so fast and quick like he can, like he is. I am ready to step into the Debo Samuel role. I am announcing that here on January 20th. Count me in. I'm stepping into the Debo Samuel role on whatever football team is ready to bring me in. I mean, he's got, <laughs> I, I think he's quickly becoming like everybody's favorite player. He's, I think he's my favorite, like, non-Raider in the NFL. Uh, he, he, he was high. I mean, I, I like to talk about this past fantasy football season as much as I can to do what he did. But I saw him as a legitimate uh, guy who's going to break out this past season. And uh, I have two guys to back me up on this podcast. I am the fantasy football wide receiver factory and uh yeah i i love debo i'm a debo i'm a debo stand i'm willing to announce well hey man we saw we saw the flashes uh in his rookie season when they went on that super bowl run oh yeah he was, he was huge for them down the stretch so i'm not yeah i'm not surprised by his success i just didn't know he was this great of a playmaker all right so i gotta get your picks on this game uh the Packers are favored by uh, five and a half at home. I think I think whoever wins this game, it's going to be a grinder. I'm going to go yes. with the Niners to cover the five and a half. I the 49ers cover. I dude, I this is the toughest game of the week for me, and I thought about it last, really? week and I'm like, who do I pick up for this one? I'm probably going to go with Green Bay um, because at the end of the day, it's Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Um, and it's at Lambeau. I don't know. I'm just assuming it's going to be cold as hell. That's that's the assumption. I, I'm going to assume it's a wind chill of negative 10 degrees and a, they're just going to run the Niners throw. We'll see. But Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, when it matters most, I'm going to go with Green Bay, 49ers cover. I believe that this has the best chance for an upset of the weekend when just looking at the matchups. I mean, at the very least, Green Bay is going to have to play a very physical football game just because that's how the 49ers play. It's been known, um, especially with when they every player buys into run blocking, every player buys into be using it in a different role, whether it be on the ground or through the air. So, like I said, Green Bay is going to have to play a physical game of football. That being said, I think they can do it, especially off a bye and getting healthier. This is a make-or-break year for Green Bay, especially with the, the letdowns they've had the last couple years. And I think they get it done here at home. It, this game, I believe, will stay close for, for a long time, but I'm going, to take, I'm going to take Green Bay to win this one by 10. I am taking Green Bay to win, but San Fran cover. Um, I think this is going to be – close game i think what colin what colin said i think san fran is just gonna commit to running the ball down this team's throat 
And it's just going to be a situation where, I mean, Green Bay, it seems like all the games they've played in have been close. And it's if they can turn those red zone opportunities into touchdowns. And I know they kind of Green Bay struggle with that towards the end of the season. Um, and then it's also the kicking thing. Not a bunch of people talking about Crosby was awful this year. And if it comes down to a late game situation, I have my faith more in um, Rob Gold as opposed to Mason Crosby. So I do think this has a chance for an upset, but with Nick Bosa potentially being out, with Fred Warner potentially being out, both of them got hurt at Dallas. I got to go with the better quarterback here, and that is Aaron Rodgers. Hey, man. All right. Hey, man. Uh Robbie Gold has never missed a playoff kick before. There you go. Never in his career. He has experience Uh, in Lambeau. Yeah, the Niners are going to be able to run the football this game. I don't think Green Bay is that good. I think uh, I'm that good on the defensive line against the run. Um, I think that's one of their weaker points. Um, I think this game could be one in the trenches. They're going to have to force a turnover or two out of Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think the Niners, like Ben said, I think this has the most upset potential of the weekend. All right, let's get into Sunday. A slate. The first game on Sunday is Rams at the Bucks. Let's talk about the Rams. Monday night playoff football. I love it, but this was a blow right from the beginning. Um, I've been saying it for weeks now, but the Arizona Cardinals were absolute frauds um, this season. Um, I mean, credit to J.J. Watt for trying to play in that game, but boy, it was Kyler – Kyler looked like Matt Stafford. Kyler was really, really bad in this one. It, it was his first playoff game, so he didn't have the experience coming in. And there were some times where he had a guy, but he was it was kind of blanketed. And you're not always going to see him come wide open. I can't remember who said that. It was on either one of the Fox Sports or ESPN shows yesterday. But he made a really good point. Um, in the regular season, you see guys come open in the playoffs with, with the best defenders, best DBs. You're not always going to see a guy come open until you throw him open. And I think Kyler was gun shy. And, and that, that came back to hurt him. You saw him pump fake in his own end zone and then flaily throw it out of there, which ended up turning into a pick six. And it's – I, I – I, without a doubt, believe that next time the Cardinals end up in the playoffs, Kyra will play a better game because he's a much better quarterback than what happened on Monday. But, yeah, that game was never close. Uh, Cardinals committed to doubling Cooper Cup, and Odell Beckham played one of the best games I've seen him play in the last couple of years, at least since he's been a giant. So that was fantastic. Uh, defense for Rams looked every bit as scary as we know it can be with all that names on defense. So this has every potential to be a really good game. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Stafford going into Tampa Bay. So I'm taking the Buccaneers in this one, but um, this is also this... Tampa Bay minus three. If you want to yeah, I'm taking Tampa out. Bay to win and cover this one. I, I know we haven't talked about Tampa Bay yet, but I mean, the, Tom Brady, the Tristan Wirfs injury is, is huge. I will not downplay yeah. that whatsoever, but I trust Don Brady at home in a playoff game more than I trust Matt Stafford on the road. Even if the Rams may have more talent overall in that roster because of injuries for the Buccaneers, um, I just I'm feeling good about Tampa right now, and I think they get to the NFC Championship game this weekend. Yeah, it was so impressive last weekend seeing Tampa dealing with all those injuries. They said that the guys that were out, I think it was Fournette, AB, 
uh, Godwin and um, the backup running back. Help me out here. Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones, they make up at least 50% of that offensive production. So with all those guys out, plus during the game, the injuries to Werfs and their other all-pro uh, offensive lineman, I forget his name. I think it's Ryan Jensen. Yep. Um, <coughs> I mean, that's <clears> – <throat> sorry, guys. That's so tough to overcome for anybody, and Tom Brady is that guy. They still dominated that game uh, the entire way. They had a 31-point lead, <clears throat> and I think their performance was even more impressive than the Rams was. But, man, Odell Beckham Jr. is back. It's so good to see him scoring touchdowns every week again. Uh, it's so I'm, – I'm very glad he found a home again. And, uh, yeah, him and Cooper Cup, that's going to be tough to stop, especially uh, Cam Akers. They can get that running game going. Uh, but like we've been saying all year, I don't know if I can trust Stafford for a full 60 minutes in this game against Tampa and Tom Brady. Um, I think it's going to come down to you need Stafford to make big-time plays. Um, you may need a game-winning drive out of him. Uh, and he he's going to have to limit these turnovers. You can't throw – you can't uh, throw two interceptions against Tom Brady and win. So, I mean, we're, we're, we'll see. I think L.A. on paper could be even more talented than the Buccaneers. I think they have the potential to uh, win a Super Bowl, but they've been so inconsistent all year. So I'm going to go with Tom Brady in this one over Matthew Stafford. Congrats to him, by the way, for getting his first playoff win. But I'm going with Tom Brady, oh, and yeah. I think we get – a Bucks at Packers rematch. I this game is gonna be won by whoever can run the football. And is Leonard Fournette playing? Do we know that yet? I'm assuming he we, we don't know yet on him or Ronald Jones. So it could be the okay. Giovanni Bernard and uh what is it, Vaughn? I can't think of his first name. But Keyshawn it could just Vaughn. be them again. He he did play he, they both did play nice though. Yes, yes. Um but this game is going to be won in the trenches. And we lost none of For it. sure. I can definitely. You're going to have to repeat yourself. It was, it was hanging <laughs> on, on for dear life the entire episode and it finally <clears throat> caved. <clears throat> damn it. Damn it. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Just, just re- repeat oh, okay. yourself. All right. Okay. So this game is going to be one in the trenches for sure. Um, it's a matter of you know what I'm going to take control here. I assume he is, and the way the Rams can win this game, Donovan, 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 Donovan. Donovan. <laughs> Your Wi-Fi okay. is fried. All right. Hold on, hold it on. It is absolutely toast. All right, I'm going up to the backup option. Please hold. I'm going the third to the third time. The game will be won in the trenches. Yeah. I, out of all the Please lagging, stand, I uh, think the listeners know you made one thing clear, and that's that this game will be won in the I trenches. I don't know what was said or not. On my end, everything. You said trenches like 18 times. Okay. I should be good now. Um, but regardless, the way the Rams win this football game is if they commit to the run, which they ran the ball great against uh, Arizona, Cam Akers. Speaking of which, credit to Cam Akers coming off an Achilles injury in less than, what was it, six months, something like that? That's insane. Yeah. Kudos to him. Wrestler, I think it was like 95 yards in the first game. Unreal. Um, but they're going to have to do it again. 
And I think the way that they were able, they looked almost run the ball first, then hit him with play action, whether it was Odell or Cooper Cup or Higby, regardless. That's how they're going to have to win this game. I don't know if they can do that because the Bucks are healthy on defense, at least, and they had the best run defense in the league. Um, just ask the Eagles. The Eagles were a good running team this season, and they got shit pumped by the Bucks on uh, Sunday. So I am taking the Bucks to win and the Bucks to cover. But I, I, like I was telling some of my buddies earlier this week, all eight teams left in the playoffs, I could easily see winning the Super Bowl. This is so tough to pick. That's true. I th- and I think it's setting up. I know we said this last week, but I think this is setting up for a terrific week of football. There's I'm surely going to be better than last week. These are these should be some great matchups. And I think this last game might be the best game of all of them. Agreed. So let's get right into it. Bills at the Chiefs rematch of the AFC championship game from a year ago. Chiefs are favored by one and a half. We'll talk about the Bills game first, however just because I want to say the Bills played the first ever perfect game in a playoff game against a hot five defense. Every single one of their drives, discarding the two to end the half, which were just kneel downs, they were a touchdown. They never kicked a field goal, never punted, never even seen a fourth down and didn't turn the ball over. Against a top five defense, that's insane. People were saying this game was going to be close. I thought this game was going to be close. And it turned out to be an absolute shit pumping. And I am fully on the Bills um, to not only cover against the Chiefs, but to win against the Chiefs and to make it all the way to L.A. for the Super Bowl. I am all in. Yeah, what the hell happened? That was Bill Belichick right there we're talking. Oh, some regard is the greatest coach of all time. You're right, probably a top five defense this season, the Patriots. And they score on their touchdowns on what their first seven possession, like at basically almost almost every possession. Um, it was every possession. Twenty one for twenty five for Josh Allen. Twelve point three yards per attempt. Five passing touchdowns. Um, obviously no turn. Four incompletions, by the way. Five yeah, passing and, touchdowns, four incompletions. And those weren't great conditions either. I mean, that was a that was, that was cold Buffalo. It was a cold game. And we, <laughs> I remember you saying uh, uh, that Buffalo weather might not match up great for the Bills. And they go and play a perfect football game. They were running the football too. Devin Singletary had a Well, that, that was the thing. The Bills, <laughs> after they lost to – who was – I think it was at the Patriots where they just – Against the home, Patriots, but the, it was at home. Mac yeah, had two pass attempts. Yeah, they just could not commit to running the ball. And then after that, they kind of just started working the run game a little more, especially with Devin Singletary. But they also started get Josh Allen involved and doing a bunch of those read options or just design quarterback runs. Because I don't know if you know this, but Josh Allen, 6'6", 240 pounds of pure muscle. It's going to be hard to tackle him regardless the weather oh yeah all i want to say is i just want this like game to be a good game between these two teams the last three times they played this year on the sunday night game in airhood and then last year afc championship 
and then like that Tuesday night game or Monday night yeah. game, whatever it was in Buffalo. Those three games all sucked. They they it was over from the start. I just want a good back and forth shootout game. I keep thinking I'm going to get it when these two face, and I haven't. So I I realistically, I know you're a Bills fan. I should root for your Bills. I just want a really good high scoring game here. Um, I, I think root for the over. Yes, I don't know what the over is, but I bet is by far. Last time I checked, wasn't it Kansas City like minus two and a half? Is that still the line on this one? No, it's one and a half. Okay, no. so one and a half. That's tough. It's it. That's. I'm surprised. I I would have thought it would have been like Buffalo minus one and a half, but I can see why it wasn't. Is uh is Clyde Edwards-Alaire back for this one, or is Jarek McKinnon still going to be the lead back? The way Jarek McKinnon played last week, I mean, that was he out of the backfield too. I mean, all their backs would get out of the backfield. I don't know about Clyde's status, but that's just another weapon. Because we, I think even if Clyde plays, you're going to see a lot of McKinnon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he had nearly 150 go. scrimmage yards. He was yeah. great out of the backfield and his runner. He wasn't even really the main guy to start the game, but Daryl Williams, I believe, fumbled early on. Was he the one that fumbled on the Watt? Either way, Daryl Williams did something, and he kind of just never saw the field again, and he was already kind of dinged up to begin with, but that didn't help his case. Regardless, when McKinnon came in, like, it, he just kind of took over, and like Colin said, was good both in the air and on the ground with the scrimmage yards, so. I could see him having another predominant role, especially for a team that uses their running backs out of the backfield so much. I mean, he just he just fits the same mold as both Clyde and Jared Williams, but he might even just be a little bit more physical. And I've been saying all year that this is, I mean, this is the Bills' season to lose. They got to win it this year. I, I It's been feeling like their year. I think the Bills are going to go into Arrowhead and win this one. I think it's the two best quarterbacks in the AFC as well, in my opinion. I'd agree. I think Josh Allen is going to go in and steal this one from Mahomes. I think the Bills are the better team right now. I know the Chiefs just beat Steelers by 21 points, but the Steelers, I think we could all agree, were definitely the easily the worst team in the playoffs. And I don't yes. think we expected it to be much of a game. I got the Bills, man. That defense has been playing so good this year and so good lately. And I mean, they literally just played a perfect game against Bill Belichick. It'd be so hard for me to pick against him here. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Exactly. Well, we all know who I was taking, uh, regardless. However, I was really hoping Colin would have picked the Chiefs. And here's why. Hell no. Because no. all week, because all week, this is what I had in my head. And you we still might even do this, but this is all up to you, Colin. Because I don't know oh, if you remember. Oh, we're right the remember. essay. The essay will be posted on our Twitter account. Well, I might give you an out if you're up for the if you're up for it. Is the it Bills like a or nothing thing? If the Chiefs win, you don't have to write the essay. However, if the Bills win and move on to the AFC Championship game, you owe me two pages. Mm, okay. Double space though, right? Sure, double space. Okay. 12-point font, the standard. Times New Roman. One-inch okay. margins. Yep. Okay. We I don't need the I don't need the the MLA format. I don't need that. Okay. So so you don't want the you don't want the little header with my name in the top left. And no, no, I don't I don't give a shit about that. Subject. Okay, that just means I have to type more. That, well duh, obviously. All right. All right, we'll get we'll get her done. All right. 
Um, but regardless, after what we've seen divisional round, what we expect for the divisional round, give me your guys's updated divisional round Super Bowl picks. I never gave my Bills Chiefs pick, and that's going to be, I believe, oh, the winner sorry. of this game. No, it's it's fine because that's that is playing into my mind right now in my Super Bowl pick because I believe that whoever wins this game Sunday night will end up going to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. No disrespect to the Titans and Bengals at all because, like you said, any of these eight teams could go to the Super Bowl, and I would not be shocked whatsoever. But I just think the Bills and Chiefs are better than Cincinnati, especially because I guess they, they would both have to play on the road in Tennessee, but they would both host Cincinnati. Um, so out of the NFC, I'm, I'm sticking with the Buccaneers. I, that's what I said a couple weeks ago. I believe that's what I said, but, um, I'm sticking with the Buccaneers out of the NFC. Ooh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go Chiefs out of the AFC. I'm sorry, Donovan. I'm going Chiefs Buccaneers. I, I, like I said, I just want a really good game this Sunday, but I just, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to bet the Chiefs here this weekend. So, so Chiefs Buccaneers. I'm sorry. I would be ecstatic to see Josh Allen play in a Super Bowl because we'll get like three CTE Josh Allen plays at least. But can't wait. That's my pick. Well, the Buffalo Bills are going to beat the Chiefs and they're going to have to play at Tennessee. I think they win that game. This team is full of Warriors. AJ Epinesa strip sack of Ryan Tannehill. I got the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC. And then the NFC, it sets up for <laughs> Brady at Rodgers. Rodgers' legacy pretty much on the line with this one. Because if he lost to Brady this year, I mean, that would be a major hit on his legacy, in my opinion, um, especially since Brady has lost some weapons. I think the Packers, it's the last dance. Packers win it. Packers, Bills, my dream Super Bowl, it's going to happen. Well, I hate to be that guy, but I did predict Bills Packers to begin the year, and I'm going to go with that again with this pick. I'm going to ride with it, so I'm agreeing with Colin. But, Ben, I'm going to take what you said and go a step further. Whoever wins Bills Chiefs is going to win the Super Bowl. That's fair. That's very I think I think you could just move this game from Kansas City and just move it to SoFi and just call it the Super Bowl. Sure. And I don't think anyone would complain. I, I mean, honestly bo- don't. Both these teams, I'm I'm so excited that this game is indoors in SoFi Stadium because it helps the Bills' offense. I mean, the Chiefs' offense didn't need any help, but we saw how they they played. They that game a couple about a month ago in SoFi Stadium where they dropped like 40 points in that overtime game. So both these offenses, if if one of them, whichever one gets out on Sunday, and then potentially ends up going to SoFi in February, that's I'm excited because not like. Not like Tampa Bay last year, the, the, where the Super Bowl was, was not a good environment to play football. But it's just – it's not the same as indoors. You don't got to worry about anything. And I, 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 this might just be the craziness in me. But I'm willing to say this and then wrap up the episode. But the Bills, if the Bills go into Kansas City, Arrowhead, and they beat up on the Chiefs, don't similar to what they did earlier in the season. Don't say it. You might start to hear a little, little rumbling, a little bit of, little bit of chitter chatter, coming from social media, coming from the press. Josh Allen may just be the quarterback of the AFC. Yes. I don't. I. I it depends. I'd have to see how they play. 
I knew that's what you were going to say, but I just have to see how they play. He is on fire right now, and especially with the rumors about both their coordinators potentially leaving. I mean, you said about Rodgers being the last dance. This very well could be. I mean, Dable's been great. Leslie Frazier's been great. This could potentially be um, a last situation with the core guys they had. They had all 22 starters returned from last season. All coaches, coordinators, GM, you name it. It may not all be there, but I'm hoping my ideal my ideal picture is Bills Bengals AFC Championship game in Buffalo. Bill Doze a flying. And uh Bill Doze all over the field. Bill Doze everywhere. Um tables being smashed in and outside of the stadium. I can't wait. By the way, um, did we did we predict the dildo being thrown on the field? I feel like we did mention it. I I know uh, part of my date, part of my take did uh, predict it. I don't know if we went as far, but I I I think that would have been a safe bet. I don't think I, I think we at least too crazy of it. It may well, not yeah. have been straight up like I think this is going to happen, but I think we kind of jokingly said that there would be a dildo on the field. I mean, yeah, it, it happens in a lot of – I mean, almost every Bills playoff game I can remember. Home game, at least. But God, I love Buffalo. God, they're the best. All right, this is going to wrap up our episode. Thank you all for listening. Kind of a short one, but regardless, remember to like, share, sub- subscribe. Um, tell everyone about it. And uh, we will see you all in the next episode. Go Bills. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.